This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices, as well as storylines from your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So how do you stay on top of all of this excitement and fun? You download the Odyssey app, you search Pucks and Bolts, and hit that auto-download button so that you have all of these brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you to listen. Better yet, share it with friends, family, other hockey fans, Tampa Bay Lightning fans, for sure, because everyone wants to know what's going on with this Tampa Bay Lightning team. And I'll get into more of why this team is so exciting here shortly. So guys, I am your host, Casey Hudson, and I am so excited to chat with you guys because, you know, we've got good news. We've got high vibes on this Friday, starting with the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning continued their home ice success. They have extended their home win streak to 11 consecutive games. And if you know what went down last night if you know who they played last night then you also know what I'm saying is that the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Boston Bruins they won they put an L in front of the Boston Bruins and I cannot wait to get into all of that because look out of three matchups this team has obviously lost to the Bruins twice two pretty tight contentions Uh, there was a lot of interesting drama that stirred out of the last game that took place in Boston Uh, Ties the franchise record for home winning streak, by the way, Lightning fans, hockey fans. So keep that in mind when we talk about the trajectory of this team, the midway point. Um, If you guys have not caught the last few episodes of Pucks and Bolts, go back and listen because that's been a crucial part of the conversation at this point of the season. Where's the team at? What are they doing well? What do they need to clean up? And are they they in the playoff conversation um, comfortably, confidently? So Yes, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Boston Bruins 3-2 to in a very, very exciting game. Playoff atmosphere is what every fan will say. If I had to nitpick one experience of last night's game, it's the fact that there were so many Boston fans there that you didn't know who was cheering for who in very crucial moments on the ice. But it just makes it that much more exciting and obviously adds to the playoff vibes that I mentioned earlier. So, well... Bolts fans, you guys crushed it, but Bruins fans, you guys came in hot. I definitely have to give you guys some credit. Um, Leaning into the breakdown of these three periods, 60 minutes of some quality hockey. That first period was pretty neck and neck. Boston Bruins, of course, come out putting shots on goal. Heading into this game, I just had a feeling that it was going to be David Pasternak that, you know, led with shots on goal, and that's exactly what he did. Um, Think of this. Paint this picture really quickly before we fully get into the game. You've got Linus Allmark between the pipes. You got David Pasternak. Then you've got Andre Vasilevsky between the pipes. And then you've got Nikita Kucherov. You have four all stars on the ice with one of the top teams in the league sitting at 80 points and only six losses after last night. And then you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been doing enough great things to be in the conversation, but still have some cleanups. And I think they sit at about 31 wins right now. So. Just to add to what this atmosphere felt like last night, we did see some quality all-star, um, I'm trying to think of the best word, all-star characteristics or traits, all-star traits take place during this battle on the ice at Emily Arena. So that added to so much of what made this game fun to watch, exciting, and 
a very important game for either team to win. And luckily it was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, opening up that first period, neck and neck situation. Um, I will say this, the Bolts came out tilting the ice for maybe the first two minutes, which is not what you would expect, but that's Coach Cooper's key. Come out, set the tone, create your structure, set your pace. And I think that they did a very good job of doing that at first. Obviously, with the Bruins being as skilled as they are, as fast as they are, and as physical as they are, they can level the playing field, and they eventually started to get there. Coming out hot, though, there's been some line changes that have helped contribute to that spark starting off nice and fast. And it's the fact that Nick Paul's not hanging out on that second line. Nick Paul's down on that third line. And, Bolts fans, he's not playing center right now, which when he switched to that center position in the beginning of the season, he was that spark. He helped generate so many chances. So to see him head back to the left wing position was interesting. Um, but so necessary because it was that third line. It was Nick Paul, Ross Colton, and Pat Maroon that helped get a lot of good things going for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not to take away from the other line success, but a key note to think of also is that the last time that they played the Bruins in Boston, when they were trying to swing the momentum back in their favor, it was the third line that Pat Maroon was on, but it was Nemestikov and Ross Colton that were in that mix. So something very um, important about that third line, the element that they bring, maybe they're underestimated, but there's something there that helps this team get into a structure and have better puck possession because they were commanding every time that they hit the ice. So third line comes out, sets a nice tone. They were the starters of the game. But once the Boston Bruins started tilting the ice in their favorite middle towards the end of that first period there, what was eye-opening was how well some of the deep pairings started to show a lot of chemistry. You had Ian Cole, who had some monstrous saves. You had Eric Chernak, who was able to get his stick in the right place at the right time. Their play in front of Vasilevsky was so, so good. But you also saw how well they started being able to lean on one another and not have to take so much time, so much of a pause. They minimized gaps for this explosive Boston Bruins team. And then comes down to power plays. It wasn't a highly penalized game, which was a goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not too many penalties, not too many silly penalties, which is always the most frustrating part for Coach Cooper. And on the power play, it's Brandon Hagel, the kid that you love to love, that gets on the board. So Lightning come out and set a good tone for two minutes. They kind of get in an even strength battle. Boston starts to tilt the ice. Bolts go on a power play due to a penalty. And Brandon Hagel capitalizes, opening the scoring. And gives us a really exciting celebration after that. I think he probably has the best sellies on the team. We'll probably throw that up on the Twitter at Pucks and Bolts to see you guys' thoughts of who has the best sellies on the Tampa Bay Lightning roster so far. So exciting first period in the books, closes down first intermission, all sorts of great conversations go down. Uh, closing out that first period, though, the Bruins do end up on a power play. They only have about 15 seconds to play it out, which means second period's opening up in favor of the Bruins, putting them in prime positioning to get on the scoreboard. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning's penalty kill unit crushed it last night. They have been successful over their last 12 games. So while they haven't been able to particularly add to the scoring tally uh, when it comes to power plays as much as they typically do, their PK unit has been able to step up tremendously um, about November and October, end of October, top of November. This was a key point that Coach Cooper was really frustrated with. It was the fact that the PK unit wasn't stepping up as much. Um, he had to keep switching guys from the first unit to the second unit to see what was going to give. And luckily, 
some of the two-way players started to finally come back to life. I think that the expectation was that when Anthony Sorelli came back in, he was going to be able to just take that load fully on. While he was extremely helpful, he wasn't able to completely commandeer that on his own accord. So it took other guys stepping up. Now this PK unit is in a sweet spot and we're able to kill off both of the Boston Bruins power plays last night. Um, but as they continue to move through that second period in a very unfortunate situation, coming off of a power play, man gets back on the ice, even strength. It's a rapid situation happening. It's Brad Marchand that gets on the board thanks to Connor Clifton. And look, they have one of the best defensive pairings in the NHL between Lindholm and McAvoy and you saw that in so many different ways last night. It's terrifying to think of this deep pairing and what they're capable of doing. They're scary when it comes to being on the offensive attack, and you wouldn't expect that from their size and their frame. Lindholm, when he played um, in L.A., he wasn't particularly that guy, but it just shows you how important the right system, the right pairing, the right chemistry actually is. So something to consider when it comes to how far this Boston Bruins team will go, but it was Lindholm that got things going, Clifton to Marshawn. They get on the board, level the scoreboard 1-1 early in the second. 